0: This Healthy Hero COVID-19 podcast was recorded on September 15th, 2020. Fear and stress may be increasing in the lives of many as the global pandemic continues through the season, but it's reassuring to know that there's a community resource that can help you or loved one cope with the addiction or mental health issues experienced during this time. We're going to talk about it with Jennifer Redding, the Executive Director of Behavioral Health Services at the University of Maryland Upper Chesapeake Health, where she provides administrative and clinical oversight at the Klein Family Harford Crisis Center and other behavioral health services. This is the Healthy Hero Podcast from UM Upper Chesapeake Health. I'm Prakash Chandran. So Jennifer, it's great to have you here. What exactly is the Klein Family Harford Crisis Center?
1: the Crisis Center is essentially a behavioral health hub in Hartford County. We are able to offer an urgent care walk-in center. So anyone who is experiencing behavioral health symptoms or substance use issues can come in 9 a.m. to 9 p.m., meet with a licensed clinician or counselor and possibly a psychiatrist if that's what's needed so that they can have their behavioral health needs assessed and they can meet with a counselor and and help to stabilize whatever symptoms they're experiencing. In addition to the urgent care walk-in center, we also have residential crisis beds. So, Essentially, if someone is experiencing symptoms that are just disrupting their life and they they feel like they need additional support, we have crisis beds where they can stay for anywhere from one to usually the most uh, someone might stay is seven to eight days. During that time, they can meet with licensed clinicians. They can meet with our psychiatrists. They participate in group therapy to learn you know, how to cope with whatever is happening in their lives so that they feel like they can go back home and resume their functioning, can go back to work, and work with their children, that sort of thing. In addition to the Urgent Care Walk-In Center and the residential crisis beds, we also have an outpatient clinic. So, really, for anyone that needs support from a therapist or a psychiatrist on an outpatient basis. So, you know, typically our, our clients come in once a week to meet with their therapist to work through, you know, symptoms of depression, anxiety, really anything that is causing, you know, stress and disruption in their lives. So, essentially, we are able to help folks coming into the crisis center really at any stage of, of where they're seeking help. Folks get confused when it's called a crisis center and they feel like they have to be in crisis. And that's the biggest misnomer, I think, of the name. Truly, we are trying to prevent behavioral health crises. So as soon as someone feels or experiences symptoms, you know, as I mentioned before, that's a good, a great time to come in and we can help link them with um, and navigate the behavioral health system. We can help them understand what is going to best address their needs and, and link them with providers, not only at the crisis center, but, you know, later on in the community if that's what's needed.
0: Yeah, that's really fantastic to hear because I know people that are suffering through some of these issues in behavioral health, they oftentimes feel like they're isolated and alone. So what an amazing resource for the community. I wanted to talk a little bit more about who exactly provides the services there. Maybe talk a little bit more about the staff on hand.
1: Sure. Our staff is absolutely caring and compassionate. We're very selective about who we allow to work with us. But as far as you know, the types of professionals, we have psychiatrists and psychiatric nurse practitioners who are able to provide psychiatric evaluations and prescribe medications if they're needed. We have licensed social workers and counselors who can provide um, psychosocial assessments and counseling on the spot. We have peer recovery specialists who are really everyday folks who have their own experience in recovery from addiction. And so they are sometimes able to to communicate with other folks who are struggling with substance use in a way that perhaps the other professionals aren't able to because they've lived, you know, that real life experience. In addition, we have psychiatric nurses who are, you know, especially trained, certainly in nursing, but specifically for those who are experiencing behavioral health sorts of issues. So they can attend to to any sort of medical needs that an individual might have while they're presenting for support.
0: And, you know, I feel like this is an obvious question, but I'd love to hear your personal opinion. Why do you think these services are so important to our community?
1: Living in Hartford County myself, you know, not every county has a crisis center. Obviously, I'm a little biased because I work for the University of Maryland, Upper Chesapeake, but as as a county resident, I am am thrilled that we have a center where anyone, regardless of their ability to pay, regardless of their insurance status, regardless of anything, if they're having any sort of behavioral health symptom or substance use issue, they can come in and get immediate care in the world of behavioral health, I think that's probably one of the biggest complaints because it takes so much courage to reach out for help. But then when you finally you know, are ready to make that take that step, you, you can't get in front of a provider. And that's what the Klein Family Hartford Crisis Center can offer, immediate support.
0: Absolutely. And I, I want to talk about it in context of this pandemic that we're going through right now. I know that it must have such an impact on the mental health in our society. Can you speak to that a little bit?
1: Certainly. So certainly COVID-19 has taken just a terrible toll on on everyone's mental health. You know, typically for the majority of the residents in our county, we have pretty good coping skills. That's when everything is kind of, quote unquote, normal. With with the pandemic, you know, those typical coping skills are no longer working. And so what we're seeing, even in, in folks that traditionally don't have mental health or behavioral health issues, we're seeing an increase in anger. We're seeing an increase in depression and anxiety and substance use an increase in, in intimate partner violence and child sex and physical abuse as well as neglect. And so truly, you know, our routines are have, have changed, have been disrupted. The services and the resources that we've previously leaned on you know, have either been canceled or they've had to move to to a virtual support, you know, where we're sitting in front of computers or our phones trying to connect with with those supports. I think, you know, one of the the biggest struggles that so many of us have had is that, that breakdown in socialization. You know, we're not interacting with people as much as we used to. And so certainly for those who are are working and struggling with behavioral health symptoms and substance use disorders, that socialization is vital and that's been taken away or or drastically reduced. And so, you know, folks that have traditionally been able to kind of go through with regular life, such as going to work, caring for their children, you know, doing what they need to do. It's been very surprising for a lot of folks because they've not been able to do that as as well as they had in the past. And I think for for some, it's hard to connect the dots that that's linked with COVID, but it's truly the breakdown in structure and routine and support services that are traditionally there. And then, you know, for folks who have been impacted by trauma, you know, such as a history of Of sexual assault or child abuse, you know, and and now maybe they're adults, you wouldn't naturally think that that would also impact how you're coping. But COVID-19 with the breakdown in structure and, and kind of those support services we typically rely on is making it even more complicated to just to kind of get out of the bed and and get up in the morning. So absolutely impacting mental health. I think we're going to see a ripple effect for a long time, even after restrictions and things kind of stabilize. I think that we're going to be dealing with behavioral health fallout for a very long time.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And what you say is so true. And it is really good that you are that resource for the community to really come to at any time when they are feeling lonely or depressed or exhibiting some of these symptoms They that you're just there for them. I did want to kind of move to the fact that people are still going to be apprehensive and potentially concerned given COVID-19 and just You know, trying to stay safe. So, I'm curious as to how the pandemic has changed the way that you deliver care at the Harvard Crisis Center.
1: So, within our outpatient clinic, we are able to accommodate clients' needs. So, certainly, we can see them in person if that's what they would prefer. But we also offer an option of telehealth. So, if if they're more comfortable, you know, remaining in their home but getting in front of one of our providers, they can do that you know, vir- virtually with their computer. For our urgent care walk-in center, as well as our residential crisis beds, obviously that involves coming into our center in person. And so we, we have a number of safety measures. We check um, each person's temperature before they're allowed to enter the building. We have COVID screening questions just to kind of reduce the amount of risk um, and the potential for spreading the virus. And so we do everything we can to ensure the safety of everyone that's seeking services. We, you know, obviously we have a cleaning service that is, is continuously making sure that surfaces are, are wiped down and cleaned, you know, whenever anyone has been in our waiting room. We're also certainly abiding by social distancing and, and limiting the number of folks who are in the waiting room um, at any given time.
0: Yeah, it definitely sounds like you are taking a lot of precautions to make sure that people that come in have the safest experience possible. So, you know, just as we close here, I wanted to ask you, what is the one thing that you want people to remember most about this conversation?
1: I think the the one thing or the one takeaway I would like for folks to have is that. We are here to help, and I know, especially with with the COVID-19 pandemic, you know, so many folks who would never would have thought or thought that they needed to seek help for for any of their behavioral health symptoms are now reaching out because they don't know what to do, and we are that that first step. You know, it can be so confusing when you're having symptoms such as depression and anxiety and you don't know what to do. You don't know how to navigate the behavioral health system. That's what we can help. All you have to do is to come to the crisis center you know, let us know what brought you here. And we'll take it from there. We'll help you in in a way that, you know, is respectful, is compassionate, and that truly helps you feel better.
0: Well, Jennifer, I think that is the perfect place to end. Thank you so much for your time today and informing us about this amazing resource. For more information about the Klein Family Harford Crisis Center, visit harfordcrisiscenter.org. If you found this podcast helpful, please share it on your social channels and be sure to check out the entire podcast library for topics of interest to you. This is the Healthy Hero podcast from UM Upper Chesapeake Health. Thanks so much and we'll talk next time.